Well, good morning. For those who are here that do not know me, my name is Rich Pierce, and I am one of the elders here at OCC. And I have the privilege today of sharing God's word with you. The idea for this message came to me some time ago, but I will admit that when it first came, I did not entertain it. However, no matter what I was doing, where I was going, what I was about, it seemed to keep following me. That evening, when I was on my favorite end of my couch where my portable desk is, the idea returned, and that was when I felt so foolish. I didn't even recognize answered prayer when it came to me. God had my attention. So this message gained a title, Gratitude, It's an Attitude. You're going to be a poet, keep it short. We have just passed the National Thanksgiving holiday celebration, and as we look back to the origin of this holiday, we find many stories about pilgrims and Native Americans and their gathering together to begin the beginning of our country. For the Bible definition of Thanksgiving, we read, praise that gives thanks to God for what he does for us. A grateful heart, gratitude. Gratitude is the opposite of entitlement or the sense of being owed something. Ever stop to think about all the things that we measure? Things like recipes, distance, birth order, birth order tendencies, personality types, handwriting, body mass, IQ, and... uh, I can't deny that my age is measured in years. It seems to go up each year. Uh, Sometimes we think we should measure a believer's faith progress by uh, assessing their attendance at worship and Bible studies. Maybe uh, time spent in prayer, reading scripture, or their financial giving or service to our God. These are all good, but... How would we ever measure their joy, their peace, and their love? Jesus simply looks at the heart, and he shows this in our scripture for today, which is found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, verses 11 to 19. Luke 17, 11 to 19. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee, And as he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were there not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. This scripture appeared in living color on Thursday, December 9th at 10 o'clock a.m. My wife Judy and I were at the church here for a different reason. And we sat in on what is called 
kids' chapel here in the sanctuary. Uh, it is a service for our children over in the daycare at the other end of this building and their teachers. And that particular day, our pastor's wife, Faith, was the leader of this uh, gathering. I guess there are several volunteers that take turns each week. These little children, ages, ages two to uh, four, uh, lined up in single file behind their teachers way over at the daycare, and they march down the aisles till they gather up front here. Once the last one is in, there's no need to sit down because the screen lights up with song and people are peoples giving hand gestures to the songs which the, the kids join in on. The first song is, is to the tune and sound like we would sing in here. But the second one, um, if you ever watched a University of Wisconsin football game after halftime when they do the jump around, that's what the little kids were doing for that second song with their outdoor voice. Uh, the second song was um, more in a whisper, which they went along with. And I, did I mention these kids are ages two to four? Uh, so then it was time for the lesson. And uh, Faith said that uh, she needed some volunteers to help her up on stage here. And I thought to myself, don't say that. They're all going to come up there. <laughs> but they stood down here and raised their arms, the ones that weren't bashful, raised their arms to be chosen. She chose one to be, come up here and represent Jesus. And she took him, stood him over here on this side. Then she needed someone she picked to stand over here as the priest. And uh, that person came up. And then she said she needed ten lepers to come up. And I thought, isn't this interesting that we would be sitting in on what I was studying a message to be. And the kids came up, and uh, I have to tell you, I counted 13, but that, that was okay. <laughs> uh, they represented their leprosy by having uh, toilet paper draped over their shoulder, something like this. I don't want to mess up the microphone here. <laughs> and then Faith read the story. There was a story form of our scripture that was read today. These kids, ages two to four. Whenever she said the name Jesus, they in unison said, God's own son. When she said priest, they said, I am the priest. And when she said leper or leprosy, they said, oh, I'm so sick. In the story, when she got to the point where um, Jesus said they were healed, uh, go show yourself to the priest. The leprosy came off, crumbled up, and thrown to the ground. They came down, they sang one more song. And when that song was done, just like that, they lined up behind each of their teachers and they marched out to go back to the daycare. As they went by, little smiles came our way, maybe a little high. This is, this is uh, open to anyone who would like to sit in on it uh, any Thursday. 
And uh, I just want to say there, there was a, a few of us that went to the mission convention last week. And um, one of the questions they asked is, what is your church known for? Well, I hope what you have just heard is a big part of what our church is known for. Our scripture today helps us assess the development of an attitude of gratitude. And these lepers help us to see ourselves and our attitude regarding this subject. Grateful people give thanks for everything in their life, even on days when things don't go so good. So what is this leprosy deal? Well, in Jesus' day, a person with leprosy suffered from a slowly progressing infectious and at that time incurable skin disease. It was characterized by open sores and physical disfigurement. I was told a long time ago that even some of them even lost fingers and toes during the process. Levitical law declared a leper unclean and required them to live in isolation away from other people. They were cut off from family, home, work, and worship. Social banishment. Even made to think they were unfit to stand before the Lord. Any contact with a leper defiled the person who touched them. So they were to call out, unclean, unclean, when others approached. Their only union companionship was with other diseased lepers. So I know I was in a Bible study years ago where somebody said, well, how did they live? How did they stay alive? Well, just like today, there are generous people that would come by and have food and other things wrapped in cloth and leave them by the side of the road so that these leopards could come up there and grab them when no one else was around for their survival. Grace, gratefulness, and glory to God are all demonstrated in this portion of Scripture. The lepers cried out for mercy. They had no doubt heard many wonderful things about Jesus and his miracles. He was standing not too far from them, and he heard their cries and said, Go show yourself to the priests. We are all born with a sort of spiritual leprosy, no matter what our ethnic background or status on this planet is, until we recognize that our own sinful spiritual condition and call out to Jesus for help, we will not experience the grace of our God. Gratitude is being willing to place yourself under Jesus' authority, knowing that his will for us is greater than anything we could possibly do for ourselves for self-gratification. In a self-serving world, will you admit that you are not the master of your own destiny? This is required of each of us. We are God's creation, and nothing can negate the fact that God is God and we are not. We may sing, I'll do it my way, until our lungs collapse, but that will never overrule God's design and desire for our lives. Submission to the Lord will bring pure peace and an attitude of gratitude into your life, and because of that, into the lives of others that you touch during your daily life or when you're out in service to God. The lepers responded to Jesus' command because they trusted Jesus and his words. The lepers obeyed before there was evidence of healing. 
And while they were on, to the way, on their way to the priest, they were healed. Now just think about that. If they were not healed, and they walked into that temple, what chaos and who knows what else would have happened. Jesus' command assured cleansing, for only a cleansed leopard was to show himself to the priest to be declared clean. Only then could they return home to family, friends, work, and worship. Upon realizing he was healed, one leopard came back to Jesus with praise, displaying his thankfulness. This Samaritan, this foreigner, fell face down before God, and his inner character was radically transformed. Jesus commended his faith. When Jesus pronounced him well, he was not only talking about his physical health, but also his spiritual cleanliness. This one man recognized Jesus, what Jesus had done for him. His national faith of bowing down to idols for worship left him. And he was brought into a new faith. He became a, a new disciple and a follower of Jesus. The other nine lepers were submissive to Jesus' authority, but unmoved by his saving grace. They lacked faith to give themselves totally to the Lord. The lack of gratitude by the other nine was typical of other rejections Jesus had, had um, experienced in his ministry to other Jewish nation people. They accepted his healings and his feeling, feedings, but they did not accept him as their Messiah. Often this event is focused on the nine men who did not thank Jesus, but really the emphasis rests on the one who did thank him. The Samaritan, the man of mixed ethnic blood and false worship, came back to thank Jesus and was a changed person, a new disciple. A thankful heart is evidence of a healthy soul. Not only was he healed, but he was saved as well. All of the men showed faith by asking Jesus for healing, which they received. However, only one, it seems, was given eternal life. In defense of the other nine, just maybe the thankless nine felt that they had fulfilled their obligation of grat gratitude sufficiently. They were anxious to return home to a world and life they had known before, so maybe this clouded their judgment. Perhaps they confused other attitudes with gratitude. Reverence could be confused by thanksgiving. Didn't they stay at a distance that was required? Recognition could also be confused with thanksgiving. They did say, Jesus, Master. They recognized the person and position of Jesus. Wasn't that somewhat a confession of faith? But obedience is not gratitude. Response to the command of Jesus was evident of something. But obedience may have come from just habit or from fear but not belief that every good thing comes from God the Father. So I have to pause here and ask, are you a one or are you a nine? We thank God in our prayers for the good things that happen to us, the blessings that we receive. But wouldn't it be neat to thank him for the protection from the bad things, 
things that come our way that we never see, things that he ward off before they get to us. Jesus himself showed an attitude of gratitude many times. Jesus took the loaves and the fish, and when he had given thanks, he fed the multitudes. We too should give thanks to him for our physical blessings. And at the grave of his friend Lazarus, Jesus lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Prayer, use it, appreciate it, and expect God's answer and realize when it comes to you. At the Last Supper, Jesus took juice and bread and gave thanks. If Jesus could practice an attitude of gratitude in spite of what was happening to him in that day, you and I can make it a matter of routine too. The measure of your gratitude is whether your faith has led you through the recognition, the submission, and to conversion. Only Jesus is the truth and the way to eternal life. A converted soul will produce a grateful leper, a sinner saved by grace. Gratitude comes from having the right perspective. Look at what you have and be thankful for that and, and quit worrying about the stuff that you don't have. You are in God's plan. What greater blessing could there ever be? We look to the book of Psalm 107, verses 1 and 2. Psalm 107, 1 and, 1 and 2. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say this, Gratitude to Jesus deepens our spiritual awareness. Words and actions reveal our thankfulness. Thankfulness in our standing before God, in worship, and in prayer. And then over to the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Colossians 3, 16 and 17. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as... You teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This life we live is a gift from God. We breathe involuntarily, our every breath is in God's hands, and human life is marvelous in God's hands. Gratitude deepens when we are awed not only by the gift of life, but God's gift of salvation through Christ Jesus. As the Samaritan leper experienced, if life is characterized by anything, we can all attest that the the fact that it involves change. The choice we have is how much we will change with it. And life will go on physically for a while. Anything that exists in this world of time and space is subject to change. Children grow up. Jobs come and go. Buildings decay. decay civilizations fall. And even Grandad's Bluff will erode by wind and rain. Everything by its very nature is subject to change, including you and me. But here's the good news found in Philippians 
chapter 3, verse 21. Philippians 3, 21. The Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Transitions can and may be opportunities and blessings. It's not what happens to us, but what happens in us. Today, the most important transition we will make happens when we leave the waters of baptism. We enter a new life in Christ, a new walk with God, empowered by the Holy Spirit. We are meant to live above challenges and trials of life and not in them. Looking upward to God gives us strength to cope. In the Old Testament book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 31, we read these words. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Now, despite the high cost of living these days, living remains a popular endeavor. The meaning of life is to give life meaning. The tragedy of life is not that it ends too soon, but that we wait too long to begin it. When I look back on my life, there are things I would do differently, things I should have done, but I didn't, things I did do that I wished I hadn't, people I should have spent more time with, and to be honest about it, those who I would just as soon forget. If we are going to live this life to the fullest, which is submission to and serving Almighty God, we doing the work he has for us to do, we need to do it now and not later. Today, not tomorrow, for time is short. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. All this is for your benefit, so the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. So now we see through Christ the bigger picture. God's picture and his plan for his people. We wish we hadn't wasted so much time worrying about the stuff that really didn't matter. We surely won't regret turning our life over to God, accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior. In him we find the secret of confidence in what Jesus did and said in his ministry of compassion. He gave hope to the multitudes and let us follow that. Did you know there was another leper recorded in God's word? Luke chapter 5, verses 12 to 13. Gospel of Luke chapter 5, verses 12 to 13. While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. The leper did not doubt the ability of Jesus to heal him. For he said, if you are willing, you can make me clean. His only reservation seemed to be Jesus' willingness. Our focus is often on the healing received, but the leper was overcome by the fact that Jesus would reach out and touch him. 
Remember, according to the Mosaic law, a leper was not to be touched by anyone who is ceremonial clean, or that person would also become unclean. This simple act of compassion moved the heart of the leper, for he had been isolated from any contact with society for so long. Let the touch of the master's hand be our hand that would, when we extend it in Christ's name to those who are hurting and in need, that we too can glorify God. Jesus showed us his attitude of gratitude each time he took time to pray to his Father and for us when he established the Lord's Supper. This amazing time of remembrance and celebration of the life of Jesus. Let us live it and love it every day. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. God has given grace to us, his unconditional love. Receive and accept it. Look for opportunities to be grateful to those around you. And something we might give thanks to God for often are the sacrifices of the early Christians who were faithful to share and spread God's word of his good news to those who had not heard it. Let us be faithful and do the same. Make this your attitude of gratitude. Make today Thank God Day. Focus on blessings received and pass them on. Prayerfully remember this life journey you are on, thanking God for molding you as he sees fit. Express your gratefulness to God's mercy and forgiveness. And to this end, the promise of eternal life. And glory be to our God.